With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. Right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Restaurant Radio Tuesday. Welcome to the program as we talk with you for the next couple of hours and appreciate you joining uh, us here this morning. We will begin, Trent Condon and myself, Will, to look back at the four local teams' drafts uh, from this past weekend. We're going to do it one at a time, spread it out a little bit. Today, the Green Bay Packers, who by far had the, at least on the surface as we sit here, without these kids ever putting on a jersey or a pad or doing anything with their respective teams, uh, on paper by far the uh, most... I don't know, head-scratching uh, of the uh, the entire draft classes. We'll talk to Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. Get his thoughts at about 10.10 or thereabouts. Uh, just after 10.20, we will get to Restaurant Radio. It's brought to us by our friends at NCMIC. Uh, Nick Mick making it possible for Restaurant Radio, as well as uh, the majority of all of the other public service announcements that air over these iHeart Des Moines radio stations. We're grateful to them for that. But Restaurant Radio coming up, we're going to start with uh, Jessica from the Iowa Restaurant uh, Association. Had her on last week, ran out of time, uh, but there's a lot to talk about uh, with her, and we will get to her to lead things off at about 10.20. We'll hear from the governor, Kim Reynolds, of the state of Iowa. As you know, uh, the dimmer switch went uh, on a little bit more in a variety, or not a variety, a number of counties, 77 of them uh, in the state of Iowa. But Kim Reynolds coming up at uh, 11 o'clock, her daily press conference. Again, as long as she needs to hold these, and if they remain at that hour, we will continue to air them uh, at 11 o'clock on both KXNO 1460 and, of course, 106.3 FM. And then Zubin Mahente from ESPN. Uh, We go around the world of sports with Zubin. We'll do the draft. We'll do episodes three and four of The Last Dance. Maybe the NFL schedule, uh, at least the scenarios for it. The schedule will be May 7th, uh, but some of the stuff, uh, some of the uh, nuts and bolts uh, pursuant to the season backing up a little bit. I'm sure we'll get into that. And other stuff with Zubin. Trent Condon, how are you? I'm not too bad. Last night, uh, another interesting one. Normally be watching Twins game, bouncing around, watching some baseball, maybe NBA playoffs. Where would the Twins be right now? Almost first place. They'd be eight games Pulling up. away at this point oh, like the Cubs no of 2016? Yeah. It, it would be over. In front and drawing clear. Right. Yeah. We'd, we'd be talking about a month in. Yeah. This thing's over. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just uh, we'll get ready to play the Yankees and lose in the first round. That's the way okay. it'd be set up. But instead, we went outside to the deck after putting the kids down, and there were satellites going through the sky last night. Did you what hear you about mean? this? No. It was a string of satellites. I think it has something. I, I, so I what even... time was this? It was at 9.08. That's when the wife said, this is when we're supposed to go outside. So yeah. we get out there about 5 after. We're looking up in the sky. All right, you're supposed to be looking out to the the northwest. So we're okay. looking that direction. Is that it? That kind of looks like a satellite up there. I'm not so sure. And then it wasn't 908. It was probably more like 911. 
we see these string of satellites go what was behind zooming this? by. I, I I don't know the Who background behind it. I have to do a little more research on it, but well, you apparently they'll be able to see it again tonight. Okay. As they'll be going by. I'm not sure what time this evening they're supposed to be, but it was really cool. It was a little cloudy. But How many of them? 40. Really? All in a line. And you could clearly see clear, them. Clear as day. It was incredible. How did you hear about this? My wife did. Yeah. She just said this is happening and checked it out. It was it was fun. It was <laughs> a five-minute diversion from so the day. So the satellite but, show lasted five minutes? Yeah, yeah probably about okay. that. Not Maybe not even five minutes, but it was really cool. And apparently you're going to be able to see it again tonight. You these didn't satellites have to going squint. By. You could clearly no. tell what these things were. Yeah, you, and they're all lined not up. Not like drones, right? These per, are no. satellites. Yeah, perfectly aligned, going through the night sky. It was it was really cool. I'll, I'll find a link for you and send yeah, it to you and do. see what time they're supposed to be going by this evening. Hopefully get a clear night. Looking at the weather outside doesn't look real yeah, clear right true. now. Right, but uh, yeah, a, a fun five minutes. <laughs> that's that's where we are. Did you take in the world. your beer out on the deck. Oh you yes, sit down, yeah, yeah. A boy, crack a cold one. Have uh-huh. a grain belt. And we're good to go. Grain belt, good to go. That's your uh, that's your kind of fallback. Yes, it, it is. Uh, me and my PBR now that I found it uh, <laughs> again, uh, and you and your grain belt, two way back beers. <laughs> Still around. Got to yeah. give them credit, man. Yes. Still around. Resurgent out of that. Yeah. In Minnesota now, I mean, you go to a Twins game, that's that's what you get. I, the last, uh, well, the only time I was at ever at Target Field, I, um, I I sought out a grain belt for that very reason. Might be 2022, but you'll go to a Twins game someday with me. Uh, Target Field is an awesome trend. Yes, Target Field is. is awesome. You know, my wife loved it. Not the beer, but you, whatever gate we walked. Well, we walked into the... Uh, Right field, light, right mm-hmm. field. There's yep. the gate right field. Got the big Is that where the statues, statues are? Yes. Yeah, right. Yep, yep. Um, right off the rail. Right. We posed with the statues. Mm-hmm. We sat in the glove. Yes. <laughs> sat in the glove, got our picture taken in the glove. Um, and then, but, but she walked in and there was a healthy snack concession. Oh, okay. Not like a, not like a, um, uh, you know, built into the stadium concession, but a cart type of thing. Sure. And there was a huge line around it. Yeah. Um, Anyways, so no, no corn dogs and cracker jack for Sydney. No, not for her. I don't know. I don't think I ate because we're going to go out to eat afterwards. It was a six o'clock Saturday night game, oh, but yeah. I had to seek out a, a grain belt. Oh, you got to do that. Absolutely. Twenty twenty two. Is that a fair time that we can make our way up there? Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned uh, when you're talking about baseball. I, I was thinking, look, I, the NHL is bound and determined. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, the NFL is bound and determined. No doubt. College campuses are opening up, making it at least a little bit more probable. Far from a foregone conclusion, but um, for somebody's online, what if you want to grab that just real quick? Because uh, it might be your satellite story, and I don't want to miss this. But college football, if, if look, one, one of the boxes that had to be checked. Were there going to be students allowed back on campus? We now know that there's, you know, over a dozen that have come out in the last week or so that have said that, you know, as of right now, as of today, including the three uh, schools, and I didn't have heard from Drake, but you and I, I when Iowa State, uh, both the schools in Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, of course, uh, there's, the, I think, believe Oklahoma is opened up again. Um, Washington State out of the Pac-12. Was it Missouri or Arkansas? I think Mizzou out of the SEC. So we're starting to see, anyways, some of these sports come back. But mm-hmm. to your baseball, when's MLB? They they got all excited about Arizona. That was quickly shot down. That was quickly shot down. Then they decided to, you know, then they got excited, excited about, well, we'll use Florida and Arizona. And that's been about a week to 10 days. Oh, it's been and longer crickets. than that. Yeah. It, I, I looked at a tab... ESPN has a tab kind of latest on, on coronavirus, on COVID-19, and then the MLB tab of it 
it hadn't been updated in like 10 days, and that was last week. Huh. And that was that proposal about the two different leagues right. set up in Arizona and Florida. With, the, right. with the different divisions. and Bob, we'll get to you in just a second. Don't I want to hear the satellite story. Yeah. Uh, but the, that was with the two... Uh, or the divisions being all kind of jumbled up, right? Yes, yeah. You you go to where you play your spring right. training, and that's going to be your league, and those are the Which teams that you're going to play. would have been kind of fun for a year. Yeah, something different. Uh, for the Twins, my team, it was a more difficult division mm-hmm. than certainly the American League Central, but it's getting back. It's doing it in a way that at least seemed plausible compared to the original plan of all 30 teams making their way to Arizona. Yeah, right. But you're right. We haven't heard a Crickets. whole lot there. Maybe it's time we need to reach out to maybe some of our MLB guys and and see if we. Well, we've can got get them one on. tomorrow. Oh, really? Well, he's a Cub, White Sox. M- 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 oh, he's yeah. also a Bear. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Cappy joins us. Centurion Stone of Iowa uh, sponsors Cappy. He'll join us tomorrow. But yeah, that's a good point. Uh, maybe one of our national guys. All right, Bob's got some satellite information. Uh, this uh, this has my undivided attention. Bob, thanks for calling in. How are you? Hey, I'm, I'm pretty good. I I know about as much as you do, but I just okay. stumbled on them the night before last, and then I saw them again last night. So I did a little reading. Yeah. And uh, my my sketchy information is that Elon Musk. Yeah. Is set him up at SpaceX. Uh, the I right now there's probably about a hundred and forty of them up there. I think last night's uh, little parade had probably about fifty five or sixty in it. Isn't that something? And, uh, and there's two, at least two sets of them up there, and then some singles. But they're supposed to be like 1,400 at, by the end of this uh, whole deal that circle the Earth and provide for Internet for all the sketch areas. That oh, okay. Get, uh, internet on a daily, inter, you know, 24-hour basis. That's very interesting. Boy, is Chris Williams aware of this story? This is right in his wheelhouse, man, uh, with the UFOs and stuff that he thinks are. Anyways, uh, he's, he's one of a kind. Uh, I'm glad he's ours. Well, that's interesting, Bob. So do you know how long this will go on? Will we? Will this be? It's been here two days now. Apparently, it's coming back tonight. Any ideas? This uh, Will we uh, see this for you know a week? Is, uh, is, have you seen any end date? I have not seen an in. Well, the the satellites are supposed to last anywhere from three to five years. Okay. But I don't think they're going to. I think eventually they won't stay in this line or parade or procession through the sky. Eventually, they're going to get directions, and they'll be sent different directions to provide internet for rural areas. Rural areas, Mojave Desert, middle of Africa, and North Pole, whatever. Gotcha. Uh, very interesting. Well, Bob, thanks for the information on that. I appreciate it. And uh, like I'm guessing many people will be tonight, we'll be out. Uh, and it's a northwest, right? They're in the northwest sky? At least they uh, have they been? Came out, well, I, I'm in Ames, and they came pretty much directly out of the west for me last night. And uh, uh, the app I used that this, somebody turned me on to that, yeah. uh, that I, when I started reading about this was uh, called uh, Heavens Above. Gotcha. the name of the app that you can kind of these. Well, I'll be looking for it, Bob. Thank you for the information, and uh, thanks for listening to names, all right? Oh, you're welcome. Thanks. Good to talk yeah, to good you. Day, guys. Yeah, you do the same. That's interesting. So they're, these satellites, Trent, are scoping out uh, rural areas as far as the internet need, mm-hmm. and that's uh, very... Well, let's find Dave Sinekin. He's in Minneapolis. Dave, have you noticed the satellites in the sky over the last few days at night? Uh, I have to say no. I've not been okay. looking up for it uh, at night recently, guys. Okay. Well, I didn't know that either. Trent was on his deck looking last night. He knew about this, and somebody uh, uh, was also aware of it. So, anyways, uh, Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com.
Uh, Dave, are you still in your fetal position after the weekend, or have you come out of that now? Because, boy, oh, boy, um, did they find a starter, an immediate starter, in this draft this weekend? No, that's the big takeaway, at least from my perspective, is, uh, you know, you don't always expect to take starters, uh, draft starters, especially when you're a team that reached the Final Four, but, you know, this team certainly had a few holes where starters could have been found, and it just overall kind of felt like a draft that was looking at 21 through 24 versus the next upcoming season. Yeah, I'm with you. And here's the thing. Like, on one hand, Dave, I honestly legitimately understand the Jordan Love pick. I do. If they think he's going to be... If he's the heir apparent, and as you well know, as a Packer fan, you've been so spoiled because you don't get to go from a Hall of Famer in Brett Favre to a Hall of Famer in Aaron Rodgers uh, for as long as you've only had two quarterbacks. It's remarkable. I get it. But on the other hand, Dave, if he is as good as everybody or they think he is, you're going to blow two or three years of that precious quarterback rookie contract right i mean he's you're going to have him for a year before you have to decide on you know option five and look at wilson's contract in seattle and mahomes in kansas city uh you're going to blow two or three of those years off that rookie contract well that's true but you can also look at it like by the time it is time to decide whether to renew him he may not be in line for a giant contract yet you know that happened with aaron Rodgers. they let Rodgers sit for three years and then the first year he was a starter, they worked a new deal, and it was very, very uh, organization-friendly. And, you know, in a perfect scenario, that's what happens with Love. He sits for three years. He starts his fourth year, and if you like what you see in November, you sign him to a deal that's nowhere near max money. I don't think he'll have that kind of um, track that's record a fair point. to support that. So, I, I, that's you know, I understand where you're coming from, but by taking him in the first round, you do tie him up for five years. I think the issue a lot of us had was, uh, all right, so you took your quarterback of the future. The track record says you guys know what you're talking about. When it comes to quarterbacks, find something in the second round that can add to a hole. And I, Look, A.J. Dillon might become a, a thunder and lightning package of Aaron Jones, and the Packers might be really envied by their backfield, but there is such a need to add some speed at wide receiver. And by all accounts, it sounds like they had their eyes on two guys in the second round, and Worked the phones trying to move up to grab them, couldn't work it out. When they were those two guys were gone, they didn't like anybody else. Despite the fact that five other receivers went in the second round, they weren't guys they were interested in, so they went to Plan B, which was a running back. And by then, after trading the fourth round pick, there wasn't a whole lot of room to to look for starters. And I think the the pick that shocked me the most was their third round pick, and that's <laughs> you may have read my blog. I joked to my son yeah. watching with me. Yeah. <laughs> Watch him take a fullback now. They announced a tight end, but <laughs> right. the kid from Cincinnati is uh, expected to become a fullback for Green Bay, kind of an H-back uh, Swiss Army knife. And he might be a really nice addition, but uh, by all accounts, they could have gotten him uh, mid-afternoon on Saturday, it sounds like. Dave Sinekin joining us as we talk, uh, take a look at the Green Bay Packers and their draft. Aaron Rodgers, there was a report from Ian Rappaport the night that they took Jordan Love that he was upset about the decision to go quarterback. A lot of rumblings. I saw Tony Kornheiser saying that he should be requesting a trade. That is going to be out there. What's the latest on Aaron Rodgers? And I don't think it's a high likelihood, but any chance at all that the Packers could just decide, you know what, we're not going to deal with Aaron Rodgers and what comes along with Aaron Rodgers and we're going to deal him this offseason. All right, well, let's start with how you started the question. I got tweeted that Ian Rappaport 
tweet about a dozen times, and it was a fake Ian Rappaport. Oh, no. <laughs> it was not Ian Rappaport. So that, that was a complete, uh, <laughs> you know, joke. So, no, look, I have one – you can say nothing with 100% certainty, but I am 100% certain right. that Aaron Rodgers is going to treat Jordan Love a whole lot better than Brett Favre treated mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. But the math, he knows he's going to be the Packers starter for three years. That, that's, that's a guarantee. The fourth and final year of his deal – uh, unlikely, you know. At that point, he'll be forty. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they'll figure a way to, to part ways. But three more seasons of Aaron Rodgers uh, is absolutely going to happen in Green Bay. So he knows, barring injury, he's the guy, and the window is clear. It's a three-year window, and so I, I think he's learned from what happened back in '05, and then the way that all went down. And he he called Jordan Love on Friday, congratulated him. Uh, you know what? Aaron Rodgers is portrayed so differently in the media than he is among past and present teammates who, to a man, unless they had some kind of issue with Green Bay like Greg Jennings, to a man, uh, mm-hmm. they stand behind the way Aaron Rodgers treated them, how he leaves that locker room. It's a, it, To me, it's a media-fabricated story that allows talk radio to have subjects to talk about, but there's nothing to it. Mm. Interesting. Dave Sinek in theheadcheese.com. Dave, any idea who those receivers were uh, in the section? Chenault uh, was uh, uh, the kid from Baylor Mims. Of course, Will, or Pittman rather went very early from USC. Any idea who those receivers that they were targeting might have been? I don't. I do think Chenault was one of them because I think that's the kind of skill set they really needed to try to locate in this draft. I'm pretty sure Mims was not because he went just a couple picks ahead of Green Bay, and it sounds like the two guys they had in mind went fairly early. Okay. Michael Pittman, Pittman might have been a guy. He went at the top of the second round, so there was really no chance there. Uh, I do think Chenault was possibly a target, and certainly he was a guy I had my eye, my eye on, knowing what he could bring to this Packer offense from the slot, which is really where they need to find some speed, and, and they didn't locate that. That doesn't mean... They're done. I mean, they talk about um, how they want to change their offense into a, a 49er offense that's, you know, run first. So having a real deep depth chart at wide receiver may not be the, the highest priority, but they need speed. And, you know, I look at a guy like Taylor Gabriel, who's a free agent yep. by the Bears, as a guy that might just be a perfect fit if they like him. I do think they'll try to find a, a receiver that's on the street. Maybe he gets cut. I think they'll find some way to add to that group. But, uh, the, the way the draft fell on uh, Friday night, it just didn't work out, and they just ignored the position. Once they realized they weren't going to get a guy that was going to step in and compete, uh, they decided to ignore it and figure it out another way to you know, fill that area. Dave Sinekin, when the schedule comes out in a couple of weeks, we'll uh, have you back on, talk about it. Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. Dave, thank you. Anytime, guys. Take it easy. Yeah, good to talk to you. Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com for you Packer fans. I'm assuming you found his blog, but if you haven't, it's a good read, good lengthy write-up on Dave's thoughts on the Packers draft from this year. All right, Restaurant Radio is coming up. NCMIC makes that possible. But before we get to that, KXNO and iHeart want to help you with your bills. Uh, Text the keyword SMILE to 200-200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. SMILE to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and... And info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Our restaurant radio coming up next. The governor of the state of Iowa at 11, Zuba Mahente, ESPN at 1130, Miller and Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.
right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. For the next, oh, till 11 o'clock, we're going to be Des Moines Restaurant Radio Station. As we go around the uh, Central Iowa here, we're going to get to a number of them. But we're going to start uh, uh, kind of um, under the umbrella of the Iowa, not kind of, uh, the Iowa Restaurant Association. Jessica uh, joined us for a couple of minutes last week, but we ran out of time. I want to give Jessica as much time as possible to, uh, you know, share what's going on uh, in the association, the Restaurant Association. Jessica's back with us. Jessica, Trent and Ken, sorry about last week time-wise, but thanks for coming back on. How are you? Um, I am better than I have been, but still pushing hard to uh, help as many places as we can. Absolutely, and uh, we certainly tip our caps for you for doing that. Well, you know, as, as we started to see that, um, you know, 77 of our counties and some of the other states around the country are opening back up, and that means that restaurants, to an extent, will be able to open up. Um, I'm, I'm assuming, Jessica, that uh, that's been part of, uh, you know, your days here over the last weeks, is what does that mean, right? What's it going to mean once the green light is given as far are given as far as restaurants what they're allowed to do certainly i would think the capacity everywhere will be limited for a period of time uh but how big of a focus has that been as to how it's going to look once the uh, uh once the doors do get to uh, swing open well obviously it's been a tremendous focus and there are some very specific mandates related to reopening even in the 77 uh, counties that are being allowed they have to have 50% of their normal operating capacity, both in indoor and outdoor seating spaces. Group sizes cannot be any larger than six. There has to be a minimum of six feet between tables. There can be no self-service of food or beverages. So that includes mm. buffets and salad bars. And you will see restaurants being very proactive because we're required to be and because it's the right thing to do in implementing social distancing between customers and employees and uh so it, it's going to look different and it's going to look different for a while you know jessica it's going to look different in, in a lot of different factors too and just because you open up the doors and, and restaurants are going to be available to open in those 77 counties and and looking towards the future that doesn't mean that everybody is going to be coming back what have you done and your group done with the iowa restaurant association to help these businesses as I'm going to guess the majority of them are going to have to adjust on the fly the way their day-to-day operations were here just two months back to compared to what they're going to be in the future. Well, and that's absolutely true. You have to remember, if you look back to March 17th, that at 10 a.m. in the morning, folks thought that they were going to be filling their dining rooms, and it was Mm -hmm. St. Patrick's Day, so they likely were. They were going to be filling their dining rooms with people that were eating on-premise, and within two hours, They were told, okay, now you're going to be a carryout and delivery place if you want to stay open. And that's not how their restaurants were. That wasn't the model they were built on. And Mm -hmm. the net result of that is that 95% of operators across the state are um, down on revenue. There's an average 75% decline in sales. Um, Bar owners, we've got uh, 89% decline in bar sales over the last period. And that translated in April alone to about $310 million in sales uh, mm. that were down. So, you know, we want operators to have opportunities to come back. Half capacity is not the way that you're profitable again. Carry out and delivery isn't the way you're profitable again. Nonetheless, any opportunity for a revenue stream that can keep us just kind of limping along until mm-hmm. we're able to be the businesses we were before, 
will take because um, we have got to get our folks back up and running in ways that are safe, of course, and responsible to our employees and to our customers. You know, and, and some of these, um, some of the food types, pizza, for instance, I mean, we're used to having pizza delivered, right? Or going out and picking up a pizza or uh, a Chinese food. The Chinese food delivery has been at the house dozens of times over the years. But there's a lot of them that, you know, for instance, I, I want to go for, for fish, right? Fish isn't something right. that uh, you're used to getting delivered to the door. How are restaurants going to, uh, I guess, adjust? Because not every food is, um, you know, takeout is, is something you would normally take out or have delivered. Well, there's a couple of things that restaurants had actually already been starting to do given the rise of third-party delivery services, we were seeing more and more restaurant food that was prepared in a restaurant being purchased and and brought to homes. But what best practices there are in the industry, the number one is modified menus. So you have a model where you can come in and have this dish, which is based on timing and plate presentation, but we can offer you this dish as a takeout or to-go. And restaurants were having to do that already because of um, quality and protecting their brand. Now we're just seeing more restaurants being forced to get to that place sooner. The other thing that we're seeing that's been very successful and we're seeing more restaurants do in non-traditional places are family meals Mm -hmm. and really um, having this so that you can feed your whole family. And part of that's quarantine. I have two 15-year-old sons. I don't want to cook for them 21 times a week. So I'm totally excited to see a family meal from someplace that I hadn't really thought about the family meal pack before. Besides ordering and certainly helping these businesses out in that realm, what else can our listeners do? What else can people do to to help the restaurants, to help the association, not just in the interim, but looking forward to and help these restaurants keep a, stay open and, and keep their employees going forward? There's a couple of things you can do. Number one, if you are not in a county that's opened, this week especially, go to restaurants for carryout, drive-through, and delivery in your county mm-hmm. because a rush to the open counties is going to hurt the folks who are right next door to you. So this is the, a week that you really should support the places where you live. Second is buy gift cards and then come back when we're open for on-premise business. That infusion of cash is helpful, and we would love to welcome and honor you, honor those when you return. The third is that um, we need our employees back, yeah. and so we have um, the Iowa Restaurant Association has created a restaurant employee relief fund for those who are not able to recoup their full income um, on unemployment, and you can donate to that at restaurantiowa.com or buy one of those social distancing T-shirts from Raygun and Bush Light that they are donating to us. Big Grove is doing a brew that is dedicated to that. Um, Iowa Distillery did a um, some liquor sales related to that. And so support businesses that are helping that relief fund. That would be fantastic. Uh, Jessica, here's what Trent and I can promise you uh, in the uh, in the weeks to come. If the, if there's a need for you to uh, you want to you want airtime, you want to come back on the program uh, at at any point, please reach out, and we'll be happy to find five, eight, ten, whatever you need uh, to to help some of these restaurants. Uh, Jessica from the Iowa Restaurant Association, please reach out if you need. Okay. We sure appreciate it, and tell people to just keep calm and carry out. 
Keep calm and carry out, indeed. Thank you, Jessica. All right. Have a great day. Yeah, you do the same. Appreciate you coming on, Jessica, from the Iowa Restaurant Association. Well, let's get into a couple of these restaurants where you can keep calm and carry out. Bianchi Boys uh, Pizza, it is directly north of the... At Prairie, Meadows. Prairie Meadows Drive. Yes. Prairie Meadows Drive uh, in that Bianchi uh, Brothers. Uh, Rick uh, joins the program. Rick, uh, welcome to Restaurant Radio. How are you, Rick? Doing well. How are you? Doing fine. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, just real quick on, on Prairie Meadows, as close as you are to Prairie Meadows, of course, it's been shut down. And now the uh, the, the unfortunate news that uh, they've had to lay off most of their staff, and I understand it, uh, the furloughed are laid off. You know, they want to bring them back, and hopefully we'll get to that point. But how much business do you see from Prairie Meadows when it's open, when it's racing, when people are, you know, going to the casino? I mean, I think you're probably the first restaurant they see uh, as they're uh, heading down Prairie Meadows Drive to get on Adventureland. It is, and and we do see quite an influx of business, um, you know, uh, alone from that. Probably 30 to 40% of our business comes from that traffic. Isn't that something? And, of course, that traffic's not there. Well, I know that uh, you guys deliver, and you do so to Bondurant, because my father-in-law is a huge <laughs> fan uh, of Bianchi Boys. So what have you been doing? Obviously, it's, it's all carry-out. Are you doing anything different during these times, Rick? I'm going to let my boys expand on that. They've been kind of running the ship uh, on the different uh, different things that we're doing. So I got Anthony and Dominic, my sons here, so they can share with you what we've been doing. Uh, glad to have them aboard. Hi, hello, hey, fellas, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Well, what are you guys up to? Just uh, kind of doing some limited hours. Um, we're open from uh, Wednesday through Sunday, four to eight p.m. Um, between those times, as far as delivery and carryout, things are pretty much normal business. Um, but just no dine-in, and obviously business is down a little bit, but our full menu is available, and like I said, Wednesday through Sunday. Another uh, thing that I've seen you guys have been doing, your pizza's incredible. I've been out there many a time, sometimes after a good day at Prairie, sometimes after a bad one. It depends on what my order is going to be, but your pizzas are great, but you guys are doing frozen pizzas of your pizza. Explain that a little bit for the listeners. Take and bake at home, right? Yeah, so it's one of those things with everybody being at home and not going out to eat as much. It's just something for convenience. You know, if your kids are home and you have to cook something, it's just easier to pop a pizza in the oven. Or we're also doing uh, family-style pasta as well. Uh, And also you're doing some daily specials. I'm looking at the stuffed peppers. I'm a huge stuffed pepper fan. green pepper uh, cut open and filled with cheese and uh, on top. Is is that something you do? uh, Do you change it up every day? Stuffed peppers is Tuesday. Tomorrow will be something else. What about daily specials? Yep, so we do have a different daily special every day of the week. Um, Lasagna is one of our specials, spaghetti and meatballs. Um, and all of those things are also available every day as well. What do you want to tell our audience? Something that we may have missed here in our conversation. What do you want our audience to know about Bianchi Brothers in Altoona? We actually have a great rewards program going on for our loyal customers. It's called our Boys Bucks Program. Just a little punch card that you can bring in with every visit, and for every $5 you spend, you get a punch towards a Ten dollars off your meal. Mm, can't beat that. Uh, Bianchi Boys Pizza dot com. Bianchi Boys Pizza dot com. The address on I'm assuming it's Adventureland Boulevard, right? Twenty four thirty seven. I got it right here. Twenty four thirty seven yeah. Adventureland Drive in Altoona, just directly north uh, of the exit there at Prairie Meadows. Nine five seven zero eight zero seven. Guys. Yes, yes sir. sir. 
Wonderful. Good to talk to you, fellas. Thanks for coming on and sharing your story as you keep the doors open at Bianchi Boys Pizza and Pasta in Altoona. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, good to have you. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Uh, let's. Well, we're staying in Altoona, Trent. One of uh, a place that I've been a time or two, enjoyed a, a cocktail, an appetizer, and a huge fish tank right behind the bar. Just sit there. Yeah, of Is course, that the catch of the day? Well, no, 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 not quite there. But you can calm a little bit. Watch the fish. I enjoy fish tanks. Maybe that's something in the future. So that's a calming in influence. It is. That's kind of like the waves crashing. Right, okay, exactly. Right. Really cool place at Sam's Bar and Grill, and John joins us here today. We, John, couldn't, we couldn't get Sam? We, well, it's actually not Sam. Sam's stands for Susan and Michael, the owners. John, right. I got that right, right? Yes, you did. You know, I'm looking at Michael's picture. I've seen Michael before. What's Have you? It? Yeah, what's his last name? Garner. Yeah, it doesn't ring a bell. Anyways, well, Sam's Bar and Grill, Trent's a fan. I'm looking at the patio. Can't wait for that to yes. be uh, to be open again. But right now, you guys are, what, you're 3 until 9 for takeout and delivery, Monday through Saturday. Uh, you're closed on Sunday. What, uh, what do you guys got going on? Um, we are actually just trying to keep our full menu going and keep everything as close to normal as we can. So when everybody's ready to come back and things are ready to open, we're not going to miss a step, and we don't want to change our food and our specials up or anything like that. We'd love to keep everything the same so everybody has that common comfort place that they remember. You know, John, you guys have been there for quite a while now, and you get the local clientele, the people. What's been the support that you guys have seen there in Altoona for Sam's and people ordering the ordering food, getting some food from you? You also have Grubhub where people can get it delivered to them, but what have you seen from the Altoona community? Um, I've seen a lot of outpour, a lot of gift cards, a lot of we've just recently started selling electronic gift cards, and we've rolled out with this whole thing going on, a new online ordering system that orders directly into us for pickups. We've been, seen a lot of great support, and what's really surprised me is I was expecting a lot of sandwiches and that. I am selling a lot of steaks, a lot Good. of seafood combos, a lot of pastas. People are going in there indulging themselves, and it's been very helpful, and we truly appreciate it. Well, that, that's great, Sam. You know what else I want to uh, compliment you guys on? And I've looked over at a lot of menus since we started this restaurant radio. I love the way that your pages turn when you click on the menu. I, I don't think in the, oh, we probably had 100, 120 or so restaurants on in the, in the six weeks we've been doing this. This is the first one I've seen to this whoever built your website uh keep that guy on the staff or gal on the staff that's very well done thank you i appreciate that <laughs> no very well you can just click through the pages the seafood the sandwiches like that little play on words the sandwiches so when you guys do get back to to normal and the bar is flowing and there's folks sitting at the bar watching well in trent's case the fish tank yes uh but uh you guys uh the hockey hawkeyes and the green bay packers is there a packer destination on Sunday or Thursdays or Mondays, depending on the uh, game slot that they get. A lot of Packer fans come in and watch the games at Sam's in Altoona? Oh, yes, they do. And, in fact, on Sundays during season, um, we have – it's a fun little rivalry with everybody knows we're a Packers bar, but everybody knows we welcome everybody. We've got those 14 TVs in there and the Sunday ticket, so everybody gets whatever game they want. What did you think of the Packers draft? Uh, you know, honestly, I have not really been paying attention to that. I've kind of been 
worried about keeping things going. Yeah, good for you. Been a whole shift on my, that's my a, schedule and all my timing. That's a good answer, no doubt about it. All right, where can we find Sam's? They're on thirty one sixty eighth Street Southwest. So is that that? Uh, well, give us uh, what are you close to? Um, there was a laundromat right there. We're in a strip mall. We're across the street from Claxons. Okay, Caddy Corner by Walmart. Yeah, so that's a pretty busy intersection. Yes. Awesome. Good stuff. Sam's, 3168th Street Southwest uh, in Altoona. The phone number, 957-9790, And uh, the, the website, one more time, as far as what you guys have changed to make it uh, more convenient to order takeout? Yep, uh, com. And um, we just have the links right up there to order directly from our actual menu right in through our system. So it's an immediate order. And we do have our takeout beer and liquors on there for ordering also. Good stuff. John, thanks for coming on. Best of luck at Sam's Bar and Grill in Altoona. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a wonderful day. Yeah, you do the same. All right, from Altoona, we're staying in the A's. Well, we're going to Urbandale eventually. Oh, oh yes, yeah. but 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 Thunderhead. Oh, huh. In Ankeny, you've been there. I have number of times. Dave joins us. Hello, Dave. Welcome to Restaurant Radio, Miller and Condon. How's things? Things are great. How are you doing? Doing fine. So, uh, Thunderhead, of course, it's just south of the of D Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, not far from that is Second Avenue towards um, as you, what you turn right as you come to the intersection there. Thunderhead's a very popular spot. I don't have to tell anybody in Altoona that. Uh, what is our equity rather that? What's uh, what's it been like at Thunderhead during these times? Are you seeing a lot of loyal customers continue to show up and support Thunderhead? Yeah, we've had pretty good support. We've been, uh, you know, not as busy as everybody else, but uh, it's been ticking up. We kind of waited a week until we decided we were going to do this. A lot of different ways that people can have the delivery there. Of course, you can stop by and get uh, the takeout also from Thunderhead. Tell us a couple of the favorites on the menu. So a couple of the places you're looking for some gar- good bar food, what you have up at Thunderhead. Well, our Thunderballs are uh, pretty popular. That's got uh, chicken bacon wrap, jalapeno, hot cheese in it, and deep fried. Mm-hmm. You probably don't want to eat too many of those. <laughs> kind of like uh, having some fair food. Our, at all of my restaurants, the wings are usually the... That's my favorite. Yeah. The specialty, and I've been making them for about twenty years now. So, what goes into making a good wing, there. Dave? What goes into making a good? What separates a good wing from a bad one? Um, give us yeah, your you secret. Can do them differently. I, I do them differently. I like them. I like them fried also, but we grill them. We also bake them up to temperature, and then when you order them, uh, we we put them in a pan with sauce. So they're cooked three ways right there, and then some people get them crispy. So you got to throw them in the fryer. So they're, they're cooked four ways. Do people really eat boneless wings? Yes. Uh, I don't get yeah, it. I don't either. Do. <laughs> I don't, don't ask me why. <laughs> I never I understood. Yeah, nor would I. So what about some special... I mean, we... Go ahead. 
I'm just saying we take a lot of time with the the bone end wing. Oh, so, so good. I never you know, understood. Bone. I never understood that. Not uh, give me the boneless wings. Uh, do you have specials around the wings? Like, uh, you know, order a couple of dozen wings and some sides, those type of things. What about some specials around uh, your tremendous wings at both the Thunderhead and Ankeny and Chicken Coop and Urbandale? Well, I'm going to make a crazy announcement and say okay. we're going to start giving away uh, beer. When you come down and order at Thunderhead, we're going to drain the kegs. <laughs> so you have to. So if you're draining the kegs, you have to drink the beer while you wait. No, I think that might be somewhat illegal. I think I'm it would be sure. too. Yeah. So, but so, but you we, can't we take. Did the, they they did this at the chicken coop last week, okay. and I don't want to give my customers old beer when we open no. back up. So. Um, we were giving away, having them bring in containers, whatever they wanted to do. Nice. So you know, them up, and then they could take them to go. That that's an excellent point you bring up, and something I hadn't thought of. So all these beers on tap, you know, in the lines. Um, once you do start, I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of places that haven't even poured a beer. What kind of beer are they going to get out of that if they've sat for weeks on end? <laughs> I well, some people say it lasts a while. You know, I I'd say about you know, I don't know. We we. We, it might be good when we're open. It might not, but I'd just rather get rid of it. Yeah, don't give it bl- to the customers who are supporting us. So you got it, but you bring your own container. Is that in? Bring your own container in. Yeah, we're going to start this tomorrow. That sounds like a ray gun T-shirt. Help drain the kegs. Yes, absolutely. Right at Thunderhead yeah. and Ankeny and Chicken Coop and Urbandale. I think you're on to something here, Dave. Well, you, you know that the Chicken Coop did it last week, and I. I don't know how I wasn't in the loop, but I just showed up and people were walking in with milk jugs. I said, what's going on here? Uh, you'll have a line and, in Ankeny for this. Oh, this is a great idea. I absolutely yeah. love it. And uh might see Ken and Mike. Yeah, do, do, do you have Stella on tap? I think I'm, gosh, I can't even remember. You know, I quit drinking about 13 years ago mm-hmm. because I was a little crazy with it. Yeah. And I can't remember. I think... Out of the three restaurants, I got sixty taps. But Jeez, you got to have it. You got to well, have it. We probably let's just pretend we have it. Absolutely, <laughs> Dave. That's a great story. Great marketing angle on your part. The wings are unbelievable. The chicken coop, Thunderhead, Nankety. It's more than wings. Uh, check out the menu. Give us the website, Dave, or where you can find you on Facebook. Where are you at? Uh, we're on Facebook with Thunderhead uh, Chicken Coop. Three Sons Bar and Grill in West Des Moines. I also have that. Um, you can, you know, find the phone numbers. Uh, we're on uh, Oral Aber in Ankeny. Yep. 128th in Meredith in Urbandale. And Three Sons is in 60th and Ashworth in the old Legends location. Oh, I know that very well. Mm-hmm. Good for you. How's that working out for you, that spot? <laughs> Do you want the real answer? Well, it's hard to tell, know. right? You don't know because didn't you well, just? I'd say this isn't this. This one wasn't my most successful, but you know, <laughs> I'm only a year in, so I'm not giving up. Got a boy, two kids in the kitchen, and I'm working the front now. So hopefully, we'll bring her back. Three sons, it's thunder remodeled. It looks it looks really nice. Good stuff. Got build up the customer base. Mm-hmm. Bring your own container. Grab some grub. Fill fill your container with beer, and off you go. Dave, great uh, yeah. great stuff. Thanks for coming on and sharing your story, all right? All right, anytime. Good Thanks, to talk Dad. to you. All right, there's Dave. 
Uh, cool story. Yes, absolutely. Indeed. And uh, what an idea. I saw a picture of people up at the chicken coop last week doing just that. Somebody had just a huge jug that they were carrying. So there. Anderson and Erickson plastic. Yeah, it was somebody had one of those like big Arizona iced tea containers. Yeah. You, you've seen those before. Yeah. Had one of those filled up to the top with some cold beer. Walked out with that. I wonder if they'd fill my high V growler. Oh, I mean, it's, I don't see why it's, not. it's not doing anything. No. I can't go get it filled. Here's Joe. He's our buddy from Palmer's Deli. Joe Trenken, long time. How are you? Hey, guys. How are you doing? How's the golf game, Joe? Can you go out anywhere? I know there are some courses open in uh, in central Iowa. Some are, some aren't. Have you played uh, at all? A lot, of, a lot of saving grace. Oh, yeah. I, I tell you what, it's the hottest tea, It's the hottest thing to get uh, tea time in in the city. I mean, I tell you what, I'm hearing if you're not calling a week in advance, wow. you're about playing at 6 at night. So it's, it's definitely been nice the governor allowed golf to. To happen. Yeah, the, I hit it up on Sunday for the first time. My wife and I went out and played nine holes down at Willow, and it was the same kind of thing. You're looking in those tee times. They were incredibly scarce to get on there. So for the game, hey, nothing bad there. What are you going to think, though, when we get to November and the Masters? Yeesh. Well, what are they going to do, guys? Pipe in the, uh, the birds <laughs> like I've told you in the past. Right. Uh, they're they're, they're going to they're gonna bring some fake azaleas and throw them in the mulch, and it's going to feel like... Uh, April or April in uh, Augusta. I hope well, it I, does. You know that secret society down there. They'll do everything in their power to make it. Uh uh, look like they didn't miss a beat. Yeah, well, we'll see. It's going to be different in the middle of football season, but uh, it is a special event, no doubt about it. Well, the Palmers voted the number one box lunch in town. Uh, I've been doing it, doing a lot of good stuff at Palmers over the years, Joe. How have you seen this past six weeks? What's it been like at Palmers? Well, uh, unfortunately, we uh, we laid everybody off uh, the day after uh, when the governor shut it kind of down, the day after St. Patty's, and we just reopened last Tuesday, excited to do that, and uh, we're back doing curbside pickup and delivery, which we had always done, but, uh, you know, we we miss our customers inside our lobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's no secret I've got big restaurants, and yep. we, we like the, the culture, and you know, but we're going to get back at it. We're we're doing it right now, and uh, we've got a little bit of a limited menu. You can get all the sandwiches as normal and the center salad and green salad as normal, but we cut back on a few of our choices for soups and uh, desserts. And you know, not as the volume uh, gets going here and things loosen up, we'll get back to normal. And, I, and I'm guessing through all of this, right? Any catering orders that you might have had already on the books, those probably uh, didn't get filled because there's no one to cater to, right? There's there's very few events happening. Well, that's so true. Uh, one of our, you know, our Super Bowl season is graduation. Oh, and, sure. You know, with graduation gone, um, uh, you know, we're not looking to do a whole lot in that uh, April, May, early June part. So, um, but we're, you know, we're, we're in the same boat as a lot of restaurants. We're just trying to hold our own and uh, take care of our staff and we're doing everything we can to stay safe. I think, you know, restaurants, uh, we've got to, you haven't heard a whole lot of kudos to our our health department and gosh at palmers we're on a first name basis with a lot of those guys and they're in our stores a lot making sure we're doing what we have to do to stay clean and safe for the customers so with covid uh, we're not doing anything completely different than we were doing um, we feel we're pretty safe but uh you know the scare out there is uh it's real and uh, our staff's doing everything they can to to protect themselves from the customers it, it, you know you're not sure what you're dealing with there so uh, you're not going to hopefully get it from us. Uh, we're just more worried about getting it from from opening up our doors. So, 
Joe, when we're I, looking forward to getting it done. I, I moved to Des Moines in the mid-2000s, and Palmer's was an institution. People, I mean, that was one of the first places that people talked about. That's where you got to go get lunch is Palmer's. Have, how have you guys stood the test of times, and what separates you at Palmer's and all your different locations? Well, you know, you can, you know, cliche, but it's all, it's about our people and it's about our choices. Uh, you know, years ago, my mom and dad with their vision, it wasn't just a deli. They, you know, they built something where we, we tried to excel in a lot of different areas and, you know, we go at it a pretty, pretty hard way where, you know, most everything we do is from scratch and it's, it's, there's a lot of choices. You, if you can't get what you're looking for at Palmer's, I don't know where to tell you to go. So. I think uh, that's been a major contributor to why we've stood the test of time. Um, we've tried not to chase every trend there is out there. And, um, you know, it really comes down to where you feel comfortable eating. Customer service is still huge. The relationships we have with our customers, which we're missing right now, They're, we're on a first-name basis with a lot of our customers as well. So um, I think that's part and part why our vision, that was our vision, and that's what we've stood, stood for. Well, notice that certainly every time that we, the Ingersoll location right next to us here in our studios, every time you go in there, you certainly get that. Joe, I just got a question. Speaking of our studios here, Heather Burnside, she said she's been craving the chicken curry and the chicken salad. Is that on the menu right now? Because (laughs) she wants some, she said. (laughs) Uh, You know what? She's got one of my favorites, the chicken curry salad. But we're, we're not running that one right now, but the market chicken is a staple at Palmer's, no doubt about it. We ship that even all over the country. So wow. um, we definitely are making something. chicken salad right now. Well, my favorite's the beef eater. Oh, that, that oh, is excellent. good stuff. Kenny, we've got that for you. No <laughs> no doubt about it. We've got, we got your beef eater for you. Good to talk to you, Joe Palmer. Uh, uh, better, we wish it was under better circumstances, but we'll get to there at some point. Joe, give us the locations of the Palmers around the area. Yeah, so right now three of the four are open with, the, with all of downtown closed down. The Skywalk's not open, but Angersall at 28th and or 29th and Ingersoll. Uh, we're open in West Des Moines on uh, uh, 50th and West Town Parkway across from Lowe's and our Urbandale location at 86th and Douglas. Uh, all are open right now from 11 to 7. We've changed our hours a little bit to capture the lunch and the curbside there. And then we're offering some family meal items that we do off of our catering menu net for years. We've got things like cavatelli and chicken tetrazzini and vodka cream pasta, uh, our, our what I would call our famous meatloaf. We I don't know how much meatloaf we sell. But we sell a lot, <laughs> um, and so you can get items uh, for dinner now at Palmer's curbside for your family or for or, or a couple or whatever it might be. And you know we have alcohol at Ingersoll, so we can do that same thing with wine and beer and all of that. Uh, um, so well, listen, Joe, do whatever we can. Good stuff. We're out of time. Thanks for coming on. Don't be a stranger. Palmer's Deli and Market dot com. Thank you, Joe Palmer. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, good to talk to you. All right, Governor of uh, Iowa, Kim Reynolds, next. Zuba Mahente, bottom of the hour.